0: Welcome to Reading for Attention, the weekly podcast where me, Paul, and me, Bessie Maid Sarah, chat about a recent book whilst drinking a carefully selected beverage. Now, why have we committed to reading a book every single week and talking about it in a public forum? Well, the same reason me and Sarah do anything in life, for attention. Good afternoon, Sarah Hopkins.
1: Good afternoon, Paul (laughs) Webb.
0: Shit name. We've already (laughs) talked about that.
1: (laughs) Two syllables. Your whole name is two syllables.
0: And that's eight letters.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's not a name.
0: I'm so much more fabulous than my name. Right, we're not talking about this again. (laughs) It's
1: ironic.
0: (laughs) So, how are you? We've just been talking about your weekend versus my weekend.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> um it's been a it's been a bit of a, a bit of a testing weekend, but uh it's the um it's it's Sunday. I'm gonna just have a self-care day, which entails FaceTiming my mum. <laughs> um and then having a bath and going back to bed, binge watching suits.
0: With wanks in between everything. <laughs>
1: Yeah, don't say that. that just have <laughs> to my
0: mom. <laughs> Oh god, yeah. I mean, that sounded really cryptic. Sarah's just had a challenging weekend at work because there's a mega crazy show on and everyone's mad. Okay. Um, but I have so Michael's parents are here this weekend. We went out to potentially my favorite restaurant in London, Gloria.
1: <sighs> so good such a sexy sexy restaurant
0: so sexy and just and and the setting of the best night of my life which was when me you michael and izzy went out for christmas drinks we didn't know what what the night was going to entail
1: sorry they weren't christmas drinks oh my leaving meal
0: yes 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 i did that last night i said to michael christmas drinks and he was like no it was sarah's leaving meal and you know when you don't know but you just argue anyway Yes. So if you listen to this, Michael, I apologize, you were right. <laughs> but anyway, it was a fantastic night. And what did
1: you eat? Did you have the truffle pasta?
0: No, I had because it, it last time I had the cheese wheel one, but you need that between two. <gasps> but I mean I essentially yeah. did get really cheesy pasta. I had I had these these <laughs> croquettes that were mm. fennel sausage, which I'm into.
1: <gasps> oh, I love fennel.
0: Cheese and something else. And then for me lunch lo- for me dinner <laughs> i <I'll> be like had <laughs> um ca- oh I can't remember what it's called like a pepe or something
1: oh it's, yeah but the, it's, it's uh, just spaghetti and pepper and, and um, cheese
0: and fucking yeah
1: oh I think they talk about God. it
0: on um off menu so we got to sleep at quarter to three just sitting up chatting and then it's now twelve fifty six, and I'm I'm saying to Sarah I'm still in that state between Waking up, <laughs> still pissed and,
1: you know, it's gently
0: settling into a hangover. But <laughs> so this is actually the first because Michael's parents are leaving in a couple of days. so We're going out on a Sunday. As a rule, I don't drink on a Sunday because it got to the point in lockdown where if I would woke up hungover on a Monday, I was just wanted to die. So, yes, I haven't drank on a Sunday in years, but we're going out for dinner, like Sunday dinner. And yeah, so I guess I'll just top myself up.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You'll be okay. You can do it. Yeah. It's just uh, one just one Sunday.
0: Yes, exactly. So I'm at Anthony's now while Michael's cooking the dinner. And then we're going to Hampstead. Check what out, man.
1: Oh, fancy, fancy, fancy. But so you're not going out for dinner, Michael's making it?
0: He's cooking it, and then we're going for drinks, yeah.
1: Right. Okay. So Oh, I'm so jealous. I know we need to speak first and foremost after all of that about the best thing that's happened to us collectively in our entire friendship Uh. and potentially the best thing that's happened to me in my entire life. I'm still quite speechless just to give you some context of how the news was delivered to me. Paul called me in the middle of the day and I answered the phone and I thought, I thought you'd been attacked because he could you couldn't speak. <laughs> he couldn't speak, could barely breathe. Mm-hmm. Or go- he was just going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> Basically a few weeks ago, Paul set up a buy me a coffee thing on the link, on a link tree on our Instagram, which mm-hmm. I don't think we'd made, like we haven't really spoken about it much because, um, we're just asking for money, yeah. Um, and you can buy us a book. So donate five quid, and we can buy a book slash alcohol. And a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful person called Rebecca bought us three books and wrote us a, a, just the nicest email. That I think if I was the best man at a wedding I couldn't write a speech that good
0: oh god like, me neither. That,
1: that touching that moving that special that important I think it needs to be published um
0: well I'm gonna read it out
1: yeah I'm gonna buy some billboards and paste it up
0: I'm gonna get it tattooed on in my inner thigh <laughs> so what happened was I got this email from this buy me a coffee thing that I just presumed was you know an automatic email or whatever and then I could only see the first couple of lines and it was like, dear Paul and Sarah. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. It's an actual, it's an actual fan email. So I didn't even open it because I was too scared. Like I nearly, I nearly was sick. So I rang Sarah immediately and then I made Sarah read the email out to, to me. So we actually listened, we actually found out about it together. So I've got it here. So use, check this out. Dear Sarah and Paul, where to start? Oh my god, I can't go. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I know. I love in Capital Letters your podcast. I stumbled upon it looking for a review of Clara and the Sun and spit out my wine at the R2D2 reference. Don't worry, it was only a cheap Chardonnay. She knows our audience, man. In attention-seeking style, I then devoured the rest of the episodes. Love I love the idea of someone devouring the episodes. I love her. I do. Wearing designer sunglasses whilst lying in a pitch black room with a mild headache. <laughs> I told everyone it was a migraine, odds. I've recently moved to the Netherlands, genuine international fan, and it's been so nice to hear some friendly and familiar Northerners seamlessly weave profound thoughts, we profound, on prose between anecdotes about being mortal. It's the bread and butter. I really related to your anxiety-inducing flashbacks. Mine, listen to this, mine is when I... Took a bottle of tequila to pre-drinks for attention. Paid one pound to check my bag into a cloak room at the club so that I could dance more, and then ran around crying one hour later, telling everyone I'd lost my bag. <laughs> I'm just picturing Sarah Jane Hopkins. <laughs> that could that be more me? <laughs> so you and I'd be like, "More helping you look for it." <laughs> <laughs> Down to the taking a bottle of tequila to pre-drinks. Hundred percent. I feel creative arts are often underfunded. She's. She, she thinks of us as creative arts. I mean, <laughs> my God, I love this. Therefore, I hope this helps by the next round of books or drinks. I've loved every second of it, and I can't wait for you to be global superstars. Neither can we, babe. Lots of love from Rebecca. P.S. I also love the banger from the Ukraine, which shows she's listened to the, the New Year's Eve special or whatever when we talked about our highlights of the year. yep. And was lucky enough to see it live at Eurovision, a fact I use to get loads of attention. So please feel free to ask any questions. And I did, we've emailed back and forth, man. I mean, I was trying Bro. to play it slightly cool, I but swear. again, the, the subject of the email was, whoa, whoa, whoa. And <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't play it cool at all.
1: <laughs> um, I, I, oh my I God, just I just got go. a
0: full shiver through my body. Not because of that, I thought we weren't recording, but we are. Oh, God, don't. You know when you get an electric shock? yes carry on
1: um yeah I've I said this to Paul the day after because we couldn't formulate a response for 24 hours because we were just I couldn't move my fingers so shocked yeah um so I said I just wanted I just wanted to let Rebecca know that the way that I get to sleep at night now is by imagining her lying next to me (laughs) love that staring staring into her eyes (laughs)
0: You know what's I great as can, well? I can totally see whether she keeps listening because we only have one listener in the Netherlands and it's Rebecca.
1: <laughs> oh, I think we're giving away oh, too much I'm personal smart. information
0: here. Na- first name and About country, her. no one's going to be able to find her. Yeah. Nah. Uh, right.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Oh, it's me. I was going to say what we're reading, what we're drinking. Um, Well, I know. Well, what we're we
1: reading, and what we're
0: drinking. We okay. are reading... No, I'm going to start with drink. We are drinking something that I shouldn't be drinking on a hangover. I've not tasted it yet, but I'm terrified. I put it on the Instagram story. So it's called... Show the... me. Mm.
1: Hold yours up. Wow, oh, that's, a, that's a pint.
0: I know. <laughs> Hold <laughs> yours up. <laughs> You've got a, a thimble.
1: Go. Wow. Look at that. It's swirling.
0: Yeah, I mean, so it's called Dark Moon. And it's, well, I'll tell you what I've put in it. It's it, it, I was trying to do drinks that didn't go together because it was called Misfits. So I've got rum, didn't have spiced rum. So just rum, dark rum. Oh,
1: you're so pissed.
0: You <laughs> know, e- stop it, man. I really need help. Um, What was the other alcohol? Alkalua. And then I I, I realised cold brew coffee is not hot coffee cold. Uh, it's You're supposed to brew it for 12 hours obviously you didn't do that so michael just got us one of them like cold coffees
1: yeah oh that's why yours looks so milky
0: yeah yeah exactly then i put cream in it and coke what the f- why have i chosen this i haven't even tasted it yet have you
1: yes paul i've had a sip is it so it, in mine i didn't have any rum um so i've got tia maria is that what it's called yeah mm-hmm. um auntie mary amarula Instead mm. of cream <laughs> and to substitute for the rum and Coca-Cola and coffee. And I just made a cup of coffee and put it in the fridge for about 10 minutes. But I've dropped a few um strips <laughs> of vanilla, vanilla extract into the coffee. I don't know why. I've had a sitpool and it tastes like you know, when you play in Ring of Fire and everyone has to pour a bit of the drink in the middle, it tastes yeah. like that. It is catastrophic
0: is it i might have a little <laughs> sip now
1: yours looks completely different to mine mine's mine curdled the second i poured the amarula into it
0: <laughs> oh it just tastes like
1: you've been sick
0: fizzy cold coffee oh you know when things go fizzy because they're off
1: oh, totally. <laughs> it is absolutely disgusting yeah. good, good choice paul i can't drink that it is like drinking sewage water well the
0: one good thing about this is this is the f- <laughs> this is the very first time we've done the podcast where i'm genuinely going out after so this is a pre oh this is your pre i'm not
1: this is the very first time on the podcast where i i'm not fucking drinking that drink oh you I'll have
0: leave it. to have a go have a go okay <sighs> and i'll tell you what we're reading we're reading michaela cole's misfits a personal manifesto now what i didn't realize Mm -hmm. is most of it is just the transcript of a speech that she did isn't it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. so michaela cole's mctaggart mctaggart lecture Mm -hmm. touched a lot of people with her striking revelations about race class and gender but in the end the person most impacted was cole herself building on this speech okay so it's not just the speech. Misfits immerses readers in her deeply personal vision through powerful allegory and anecdotes from her East London upbringing to her discovery of theatre and love for storytelling. And it basically, it's a speech that talks about how she got into the industry, the challenges that she faced. And it's super short. I literally read it on the way to work and the way back to work, from work, and it was done. So, Mm -hmm. Sarah, what did you think?
1: I actually do have some thoughts on this book for once but as we all know I struggle with articulating myself and having a vocabulary that consists entirely of swear words and nothing else Mm. um so I'm gonna try and make some points but then I'm not gonna be able to to do it justice but firstly I think it was the best thing I've read in years years and years and years and years Better than any of the books that we've read. Um, I mean, I I am obsessed with Michaela Cole. And after I made a story came out, I watched the speech on YouTube because I was just Googling her. And
0: Uh um,
1: I just wanted to absorb as much of her and her genius as possible. I didn't realise that, though, going into reading it. Um, And then I was like, hang on, I think I've heard some of this before. But just the most like it reading it felt like nothing I've ever read before. It felt like um I can't even describe it. It felt like I was on like a log flume and I was just slipping <sighs> down these little channels of Michaela Cole's mind, really enjoying and as much as the topics that she talks about are um devastating and and difficult and depressing, the way that she tells stories is just it's just incomparable. She's, I genuinely think she is the goat of our generation. Like, she is the best storyteller of our time. And this was like being held by your mother as a baby and just being rocked.
0: <laughs> it was loving these metaphors.
1: It was wonderful. Can you tell I'm trying to really channel Michaela?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I, I, I'm gonna buy a copy for every single one of my friends.
0: <laughs> oh, that's lush! And use it's. It will take you an hour to read. You should all read it. Yeah,
1: you or watch the speech. You Should or watch the speech. My she's just sea. a complete, like she's a she's a tsunami of a force, isn't she? And I just, I'm just pick me up and throw me against the wall, Michaela. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was all going so well. <laughs> oh jesus
1: yeah um in terms of the <laughs> attempting to have some profound thoughts on it <laughs> yeah
0: give us some specifics
1: okay the main theme of this speech and this manifesto is that she's speaking about the television industry and she t- speaks about it as a house um and how as a misfit she's never been invited into any of the usual houses that you sort of experience growing up. Um anything that like I mean, in terms of her identity, she's a black woman who grew up in East London in a council, um a council block of flats and and she was I mean, this is the thing, it never once she never once talks about the difficulties that she's faced in any kind of like self-pitying or just not self-pitying but like in any kind of like bitter or even just like yeah that was hard kind of way she just lays out the facts as they were and cracks on with it but she it I think it's fair to say that she probably had quite a rough time of it growing up um so yeah she's she's saying that as a misfit she the way that she looks at and feels and lives her life is different to the majority um or that's how she perceives it that's what she thinks and she thinks that there are there are pockets of these people that do exist and in order to give them a voice she has to enter this house of tv production where there's this white supremacy rule in the roost essentially and it's a capitalist hellscape and the immediate parallel that I drew and I think that she um definitely meant like I would bet my life on the fact that she did this on purpose was to Audre Lord's sort of commentary on a speech that she did as well called the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. And it was, she gave that speech at second sex, the second sex conference in 1978. And it's all about this idea that as a member of a minority group to enter the master's house is essentially to sacrifice your identity like there's no way that you're gonna ever bring about the end of oppression by pertaining to the rules set up by a white heterosexual cisgendered society old man old white straight man society but obviously between 1978 and 2021 when well 2020 when Cole, oh no I think it was earlier gave this speech 2018 mm. it's pretty much impossible to try and bring about change without having to use the resources available in this house and so this whole speech is about how Michaela is trying to find her place in this house and still use her voice for what she wants to achieve what she intended in the first place but also you you know taking the money of these TV production companies and producing these pieces of work that are for the misfits to be seen and to be represented on a bit more of a well on a on a much wider scale and she doesn't apologize for the fact that she's entered into this house and that she's and that she's trying to use the master's tools to dismantle it she doesn't she doesn't make excuses for that she's just saying this is the decision that i 've made, and i 'm going to be as transparent as I can in the work that I do now, and I just think it's because that is the, like the biggest, I think, um, issue that's faced, especially when it comes to trying to tackle these issues of oppression is like, what direction do you go in? If you can't, if you've got to reject everything that society has taught us, how do we then get the rest of society to listen? yeah um and she's saying look I'm gonna go in I'm in the I'm in the house now but I'm not gonna apologize for getting myself here because I've been climbing this fucking ladder and I've done it but it doesn't mean that I'm gonna pull the ladder up after me Mm -hmm. and I'm just gonna be as honest and as transparent with the work that I produced and I'm gonna represent the misfits until the very end and I just thought it was impeccable
0: yeah I mean I agree with absolutely everything you've said I think she's Absolute powerhouse of a woman, and you're right. There's no bitterness,
1: nope. and
0: I don't. I don't mind when people are bitter. I really don't mind. No, I, I don't. Have the I... Absolute, you know, right to be, but it's just mm-hmm. not what she's about. Talking about how she got through drama school, the racism that she faced, and somehow is where she is with a huge amount of integrity. And it's just the harder. Ta- it's the harder path to take, isn't it? Because the other side of of this conversation, and the one that probably gets the most airtime. Is kind of the Molly May side, which is everybody's Mm -hmm. got twenty four hours in a day. It's an individualist mindset, Mm -hmm. which completely ignores and misses the whole point, which is that these these problems are systemic, and an individual trying to break down systemic change is exactly what Older Lord's talking about. It's really difficult to do, and then some people, you know, they say as you get older, you get more conservative, And, and I suppose people often get there, forget the struggles that they had to face and then think, oh, hang on, I've done it. So why doesn't everybody else do it? And mm-hmm. it's just such a flawed argument. And yep. Michaela Cole is doing the exact opposite of that, is creating space for misfits. And she has a specific definition of misfits, but on, on the whole, I guess it's outsiders, outsiders of this yep. house. Mm-hmm. And, which, and the house, I suppose, represents the system. And yeah, she is, like you say, Well, she's written this manifesto, like she's she's writing and speaking and being a presence for people that whose voices aren't usually heard, but she's not doing it in any kind of didactic way. She's doing it. I don't know. I don't know how she's doing it or why she's doing it, but it's just fabulous. And and she's just an incredible, incredible woman. And I mean, what I found interesting is the money stuff. I love it when people talk about money. And I don't know if you have you listened to our Louis Theroux podcast. Yes. So that she talked about it a little bit on there. Really recommend that Louis Theroux's podcast with Michaela Cole is really interesting. Any, mm-hmm. any chance you get to listen to Michaela Cole talk, do it. Just do it. And she was talking about how when, I think it was I May Destroy You, it came out in the end through oh, BBC and maybe HBO. It, it was an, an American-UK mm-hmm. yes, yeah. uh, p- partnership, which happens quite a lot at the minute. BBC, I, th- I feel like the... Gold standard, or the one that you would want, is BBC HBO, or maybe Sky mm-hmm. Sky HBO. Anyway, Netflix wanted it, but they wanted—I think they were giving us seven figures to buy the rights to it. A but million,
1: they, a, a million, what was it reasons, a million?
0: Yeah. And a they million wouldn't dollars. let her keep even one percent of the rights. And she said it was by far the biggest offer that she got. But she wanted mm-hmm. the intellectual property, and she stuck by that and ended up going with the BBC. And obviously, it all worked out fine. But. <laughs> It's just it's great. I love hearing people talk about deals in the television industry because I think it's so obscure and opaque that we don't really know what's going on. Who owns what? I was having a conversation the other day about Netflix originals like Drag Race is now a Netflix original, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. but it's not. It wasn't made by it. was it predates Netflix. So I don't. So how are they calling it a Netflix original? So it's like who who owns? Well, which systems own these forms of entertainment? Who's distributing them? Uh, and and people just don't talk about it because I think people think that they're not well I don't think the TV industry wants you to know but also Mm -hmm. it's like no we're too busy talking about people's tits or what the relationships which don't get me wrong love that as well but I think (laughs) I find all of that other stuff really fascinating and I think you know we should know about that stuff anyway that was a tangent but she just has this way of speaking and it's because I know we joked that you said you wouldn't want her at a dinner party because she's too clever <laughs> but I really don't think she'd be in, oh, maybe she would be intimidatingly clever but she wouldn't make you feel stupid I don't think
1: yeah in, in the way that no, some she would. wouldn't she wouldn't and I think it's it it's similar to I think Louis Theroux as well just because you brought him up there's hmm. I've watched like a few interviews with her and listened to a few of her Uh, well podcasts that she's done the way that she just navigates these questions that she obviously has the answers to or she can formulate these like incredible answers to but it's like it's a proper conversation she invites people in as opposed to calling people out and her intelligence isn't necessarily intimidating because she offers understanding with everything and she mentions this in the book when at drama school a white girl calls so in that class there were three black students Michaela being one of them and one of the other students a white girl calls the three of them a racial slur in like a colloquial kind of like um <laughs> friendly i mean quote unquote friendly way <laughs> um and she like walks off and then Michaela Cole doesn't go into the details of it at all but she says i called her back and just explained to her you know what what sort of happened <laughs> and why maybe she shouldn't do that in the future and then the last sentence of that Chapter was she never apologized. Um, but it's yeah, I think she's probably because she's experienced being on the fringes or like being a misfit, being outside of the house for her entire life, that she's just not in the business of calling people out. She's just the type of person that would explain something to you and allow you to come to your own conclusions about it.
0: Yeah. And you'll come to the right conclusion because it's <laughs> because of the way oh, that she yes. put the argument. It's just it's a bit like a Carla. Have you ever heard a Carla speak? Or uh, he he's explains...
1: Oh, um, on he was on... Um, was he on Good Morning Britain?
0: Yeah, and it's the um, only time when Piers Morgan's been like, oh, I actually see your point there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just made us want to get obsessed with her again because when I saw I May Destroy You, I couldn't cope with how unbelievably brilliant that was and became obsessed with her. And that was mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And I think now I'm just going to Google everything she's ever written or said and just live my life by it
1: yeah me too me too I want to be a best friend sorry Paul
0: you you can have Michaela I'll be second best I'm a mess man like I can't do the
1: (laughs) (laughs) the way you said that was so like
0: (laughs) I can't do the thing that like I I try and explain these things to people but then Mm -hmm. just get really defensive and have an argument I can't yep. do it I can't and then I can't articulate it properly and yet, and I'm always drunk when I'm doing it so that's just worse I need some My life lessons from Mickey
1: empty Mickey C. yeah um, yeah that's so funny just just a quick <laughs> just a quick anecdote from last night I was mm. um kicking some people out um <laughs> I'm such a cop uh, I was kicking some people out Of the theatre, of the theatre, they would be not of like my bed. Yeah, I was Um, saying no
0: context there. (laughs) I was kicking a few of the people out of my bed. (laughs)
1: Uh, I should be so lucky. Uh, Uh. (laughs) I was kicking some people out of the theatre, and (laughs) I. Uh, my head was just empty. I was saying words, but my head was empty, and they were looking at me really confused. Basically, they'd been abusing a member of staff, and I was saying to them, You need to leave immediately. We have a zero policy. And I was saying, Zero policy. <laughs> 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 and they were looking at me like I was having a stroke. And I was like, get out. We have a zero policy in this theatre. We have a zero policy. And then two seconds later, I was like, fuck. We have a zero tolerance policy in this theatre.
0: Hey, God! that
1: just absolutely typifies my entire life. Like, I can't say a three sentence fragment, a three word fragment without my brain just slipping up and, yeah. and missing out the key word there.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's better than zero imagine policy. if you would said, we have a tolerance policy here.
1: <laughs> yeah, so my, Colvin, friend, never. my friend My friend gave this is <laughs> the best thing in the world um she tweeted once and then told me afterwards that she'd been having a conversation with someone about slam poetry but for the entire time she'd been calling it slam dunk poetry
0: <laughs> you've told us <this> that before <laughs> slam dunk poetry <laughs> the vein is bigger than it's ever been look I'm it's branched s- off. I'm gonna try and keep, keep it so I can get a pick. Oh god, it's a big Y. <laughs> right, go away now. That's absolutely terrifying. Sorry. Yeah, slam drunk oh. poetry. What I mean, Gabe, Unreal. what a fucking ledge. You the only thing I didn't like about this book. Go on. Too short. Too short. I, too wanted sure. more. I wanted yeah. I wanted a collection of S which I'm sure she'll do at Maybe. some point. Because uh, it was, it was really, and I've never thought I would say that a book, about a book, but yeah, it, it, mm. I, I wanted to read more of it.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, what I wanted to know is whether or not she's got a sense of smell back.
0: Yes, she lost her sense of smell. Was it not COVID?
1: No, back in 2018.
0: Uh, I wonder if imagine in, if
1: she was patient zero.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. I thought that's what she was leading up to. I would have heard her and Perry Edwards have chats about the fact that they can't smell
1: yes I bet I'm sure they do I'm
0: sure they're really close
1: (laughs) um yeah and the analogies that she used and these and the metaphors and the little anecdotes like that she talks about moths (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) she loves a good moth
1: well she hates them initially but then she Mm. finds a bit of a kindred spirit with them because they are the they're like the misfits of the butterfly world aren't they yeah. And they fly towards the thing that kills them. Yeah, the fucking so idiots.
0: I'd never thought about that before, that they're that they're nocturnal, but then they fly to the light and she yeah. explained the science behind it. And then if you notice in the acknowledgments, there was a moth expert who she'd spoken <laughs> <Yeah>. to. <laughs> I'd probably like to be a moth um, expert.
1: What I find fascinating about moths is that you know the little ones that like eat your clothes. Yeah. When you ki- when you kill them, which I'm sorry to say, but I do do it if I see them eating my clothes, I kill them. They just turn to dust. Have you ever killed one yeah. of them So like
0: no, where are where the insides? But I've touched. Have you touched a wing before? And you get like no. a you get a bit <laughs> of, uh,
1: no, 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 but it's quite
0: it's it's quite nice. It's it's like,
1: it's like almost
0: glitter, not glitter, like eyeshadow. It looks like eyeshadow. Oh,
1: okay. So you
0: get a little bit of grey eyeshadow on you. So I don't know what's on the wings.
1: They're just dusty as fuck, aren't that, they? It can't be that
0: though. I'm <laughs> googling in, it now.
1: They're like sawdust.
0: What's on a moth's wing?
1: And also, can you just Google what's inside a moth? I think. It's certainly not body parts.
0: Oh my god, this has made us feel really sick, actually.
1: No, don't, don't. <laughs> oh no. It?
0: The powder is actually tiny scales made of modified <laughs> hairs. Oh, <laughs> Like moths, like butterflies, belong to the order Lepidoptera, which means scale wing. <laughs> scale wing, that's Scales gross. are pigmented, but they also contribute to the pattern on the wings by diffracting light through a complex microscopic structure of ribs and holes. Oh, uh, 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 I've got yeah, <laughs> so that's fucking vile. Regret that.
1: That's made me so queasy. Oh, I don't want ribs and holes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> When, Imagine... when it said
0: ribs, I thought it meant that they're made up of ribs, like
1: Yeah, me bones. too. What does
0: it mean? <laughs> no ribs, like like a ribbed condom. Right, okay. Not like
1: actual ribs. That <laughs> loads of ribs. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know the first thing about moths, <laughs> apart from the <laughs> dusty... <laughs> What's inside a moth? Oh, just ribs. <laughs> just, loads of ribs. No, no structure, just hanging out. It's
0: just shitloads of ribs. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this drink's curdling in my stomach
1: it's it's given me heart palpitations and i think that's because of the extreme quantities of coffee <laughs> mixed with alcohol oh
0: michaela Cole, legend goat can't say better shit about her i'm gonna watch all of i may destroy you and then read mm-hmm. manifesto forwards and then backwards and then
1: and then chewing gum
0: and then chewing gum which sorry to say i've never actually seen
1: <gasps> are you joking nah Get Chewing Gum watched. It's class.
0: Yeah, I'm going to watch Chewing Gum.
1: You know that she had to wear a bra- head brace. You know, there's braces for your teeth, but they go around your head.
0: Yeah, like the one... Did you ever used to watch As Told by Ginger? No. No one ever did, right? As Told by Ginger. Any fans listening to this now who used to watch As Told by Ginger, that was a quality TV show and it was a kid's cartoon about this girl called Ginger with ginger hair and the theme tune was by Macy Gray and in it, she had a friend. I don't
1: say goodbye. Yeah, I choke. Try to say goodbye.
0: Oh, got it wrong. And I walk
1: away and I stumble.
0: Yeah, <laughs> she anyway. Her friend had one of those head braces. That was all I wanted to say about that.
1: Okay, yeah, Michael Collard, one, too. What in real life or just for shoe and go? In real life, she mentions it in the in the manifesto. She? She'd go home from school and then pop a head brace on. <laughs> Oh, I think I was picturing a neck brace. Nah. And then I wondered why. Nah, and then in Chewing Gum, it's it's she's got Is that why it's called Chewing Gum because Teeth? No, it's called Chewing Gum because of the Chewing Gum Dreams.
0: Yes, yes, which was the first thing that Jesus Christ. I did read this book. It's the first thing she wrote. It was like a short play, wasn't it? And then it got Mm -hmm. picked up by agents and then it became a TV show.
1: Right. Love you, Michaela. Thanks for listening.
0: So another sensational thing happened this week.
1: Yeah. Jason June. What <gasps> <gasps> this has been the biggest week for our podcast. This is a huge week for us. Wow. 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 Wow.
0: Jason June commented on our post and sent us a direct message.
1: Sent so, us so, what? did what? Where's well, yeah, my phone? Well I've it's seen it's, that. It's,
0: it just says love, love, love because actually it's when you can reply to a story and it goes into your messages. But I like to think of it being a direct message.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, came, it came directly towards. And actually, they commented twice.
0: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they
1: commented, we replied, they replied. Oh, really? That's two comments and a DM slide. Yeah.
0: Oh, just emojis.
1: Yeah.
0: Are, we, are we getting a bit too famous?
1: Uh, I think I'm, I mean, I've got one bodyguard at the minute, but mm. they've, been having chats with their manager about getting a whole team in
0: yeah i've been shagging mine
1: have you mm. mine tried but i just said i don't want to i don't want to ruin the sanctity of an employer employee relationship
0: i know i know i know i've been really there bad. done
1: that i really haven't been there or done that but
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know i wish
1: <laughs> um thanks jason for the you stroking our mass off egos. Do you remember mass off? No. Did you know I used to say that we said mass off instead of massive? No. Oh all right. (laughs) Must be a Preston thing.
0: (laughs) Must be. (laughs) Do you want to talk about Kim Ye, because he didn't get who last week?
1: Yeah kind of although I don't know if I like. What's going on? I've sort of given up. He has and I'm sorry to use this kind of phrasing because I don't necessarily agree with it in terms of talking about people with mental health conditions in this way and he and he does have a lot of mental health conditions but he has fucking lost it Mm. and the people surrounding him are just letting him crucify himself he's doing this whole campaign this like smear campaign against kim kardashian west well kim kardashian basically he's putting out all of these wild statements about how she's not letting him see their kids He's either accused her of kidnapping someone, or no, he's accused her of kidnapping their child because she'd planned some birthday party and then wouldn't tell him where he was, which I do think fits the definition of kidnapping. It's in, in some way. probably the legal definition, yeah, yeah. And it's just awful. In fact, last night he was putting all these memes on his Instagram of like Pete Davidson, who Kim is allegedly dating. How is he getting all these people? Do you fancy it? Yeah, but I think that's just because everyone else does. But I think Ariana Grande sparked interest because um, she's in Thank You Next in the music video. She's got like a Mean Girls, Burn Book type thing. And next to the picture of him, it says big C, asterisk, asterisk, K. So I think he's just got a massive knob. She heard that? Oh, why is she feeding these cocky? Or was she with him at the time? No. (laughs) weird yeah probably yeah. does
0: have a massive knob he's got that sort of just walking up from a ten day bender look which i know some people quite like
1: yeah 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 heroin chic
0: yeah dark circles around the eyes that kind of
1: thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also i mean he's funny by american standards do you know what i mean
0: yeah which means not funny
1: yeah he you- wouldn't make it he wouldn't make it at the edinburgh Fringe, festival but in america he's on snl
0: <laughs> yeah so back to Kim here, right because i'm not mm-hmm following it so much so that just it's just got a really messy the divorce now
1: yeah he's just putting everything on instagram which is a nightmare oh so this is how it started he'd screenshotted and uploaded one of northwest's videos from tiktok
0: oh I, i did see this actually
1: the thing is is that like there's a there's a few different perspectives on this whole feud and one of them is that he's a black man and he's trying to be present in his children's lives and this white woman isn't allowing him to be and it's just a really it's feeding into a really dangerous narrative uh, into very harmful stereotypes but he's got a target on Northwest's back and it is absolutely awful to watch and I don't understand how people are letting him get away with it because obviously a couple of years ago he did that whole thing where he started telling everyone about how he wanted to abort he wanted Kim to abort North and how you know if it wasn't for Kim I mean, obviously, because she grew her and birthed her. But if it wasn't for Kim, there would be no north because he didn't want a child. And then he's now put this thing on on Instagram saying, like, my nine-year-old daughter shouldn't be on TikTok. There's probably quite a solid argument for that, Kanye. But have that conversation. If you can't have it with Kim, have it with your lawyer, who will then have it with Kim's lawyer. And I just think this kid is going to grow up and be like... Why the fuck does my dad hate me? Yeah. And he's masquerading it all as it's like, like a, I'm trying to... to be, yeah, I'm trying to be a good dad. Were you just you're using me for like, oh.
0: Well, the irony of the huge irony of that is him doing that has made mm-hmm. North's face appear on every publication in the world, everywhere. And you know what that's called? The and like... Effect. <gasps> because back in the 90s or something, These helicopters were taking pictures of Barbara Streisand's house and she sued them and said, you're not allowed to put my house on the internet because I don't want people to know where I live. Fair enough. But because she did that, the story was then about that and the, the house went absolutely everywhere. So they named that the Streisand effect is when you try and block something and by doing so, you bring attention to it. So there you go, you're welcome. Love that,
1: love that. Yeah, basically... Kanye has, um, he, he just needs someone to, he needs to, his management, who I'm sure he pays a lot of money for, well, to step the fuck in.
0: The latest one, or a couple of days ago, he went on Billie Eilish?
1: Oh yeah, that's another thing, because she um, stopped one of her gigs for someone who was having an asthma attack and needed to find their inhaler or get an inhaler or something like that, and she stopped one of the gigs and then had, someone had said something about it No, she online, said. And she, she, she said she, what, as she, she did it. not she replied, Oh, as she did it, she said that. Up. Oh, maybe not. That's what I assumed. I think I
0: thought when she was doing it, she went, "I ah, stop when people are ill or something. Oh. I might be wrong. Okay. But anyway, but yeah. she did say something that alluded to Travis Scott.
1: Do you think that was deliberate?
0: Yeah. And oh, she's
1: potentially, is she, no. she's
0: probably not more powerful than Kanye West in terms of, he's basically saying he's going to pull out of Coachella if she doesn't or something. But is she not equally as big as, him, if not bigger, would certainly with a younger audience. I don't know.
1: Yeah, probably, probably with the Coachella crowd as well. I can't yeah, imagine.
0: I wouldn't want to go against uh, Billie Eilish, coolest person in the world.
1: Exactly, and she's just totally unflappable. He's done this whole Instagram against me a campaign against her, and she just commented on one, being like, "That's not what's going on about Kanye." Yeah. Up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, he's having a he's having a nightmare. He's having an absolute nightmare. But he does this. He has these huge. Um, I mean, that's probably a symptom of his. Uh, yeah, mental health illness, but he has these sort of episodic meltdowns that happen online, and then he releases something. So we can probably expect a Donda two anytime now.
0: Yeah, and isn't he like a genius as well?
1: This is the thing. I do think his music is, for the most part, incredible. Mm-hmm. I think he's a very, very talented man. He's just not got the right support, and it's, it's, it's kind of awful. It's like watching somebody just, I don't know, like like it's just watching somebody drown being, like yeah it is and, you, and and no one's helping everyone's just filming anyway it's not much to report on that because it's just yeah it's just a bit sad
0: <laughs> in other news are you yeah. really excited for molly may
1: can't wait got it on pre-order
0: have you i was good yep. because i thought it was if it's coming I, I actually will i'm definitely gonna get it uh i <laughs> thought that it was out now I got upset. She won't have written it yet. It's out in May.
1: She won't have written it.
0: Well, someone won't have written it.
1: Um, She'll be quickly editing. What, your tweet? No, not my tweet, because I feel mean about that. Um, But on her story, she'd put, like, the cover, and then the next... (laughs) It was like, my book coming out May 2022, blah, 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 blah. Then the next story was like a selfie of her like this, like sitting with a head in her hand. And then she just written, I'm so exciting. I've been wanting to share this for so long.
0: <laughs> I'm so
1: exciting,
0: I'm so exciting. Uh, To give her credit where it's due, gorgeous cover.
1: She, well, she's hot, isn't she? So. She
0: is, but the colours are lovely as well. I really like the cover. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to judge the book by it.
1: Uh, yeah I think I'll read it but it'll be like one it'll be like reading Fifty Shades of Grey I'll have to do it in secret I have been because that book was so short and I've started the next book I've signed up for Audible a few months ago and I keep meaning to cancel it but then forgetting so I get one credit every month so I've got have you did you have you ever read anything by Chuck Klosterman Klosterman Klosterman. that's my real name it is He's an American essayist and he wrote Sex, Drugs and Cocoa Puffs, a 90s, 90s manifesto, pop culture manifesto. Oh, I Um, want to read that. It's so good. I got it when I was far too young because I just really wanted to read something called Sex, Drugs and Cocoa Puffs. And it's like a collection of essays. Yeah, completely for attention. And also because Seth on the OC said it was his favorite book. Oh, Um, so so I uh, read it when I was too young, didn't really understand it, wasn't asked, but then reread it a couple of years ago and was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's just really funny and he makes all of these like really erudite. Is that the right word? Erudite.
0: Erudite. I've heard of this word. Isn't it like really high? Oh, erudite. No, no. Well, you'll be right. Erudite. Let's all learn a new word together.
1: Erudite.
0: erudite.
1: Meaning having or showing great knowledge, great or, learning. knowledge yeah. or learning. Yeah, like high. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Gives
0: all of these erudite- <laughs> Why, I'm just giving myself too much credit there. I went, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, hi, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all I said was hi. God absolutely nailed that. Yeah. Hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well done, me, pat on the back. <laughs> yep. I'm so erudite.
1: Uh yes, he's, he makes all of these he makes all of these erudite like um snippets of particularly the late nineties and early noughties um pop culture, and it's just great. But it's all American because he's American. I want one, I want an English one. I want like a big brother version.
0: I'll do but you. But anyway,
1: one. thank you. He's just released another book called The 90s. Um, so I got that on Audible and I've been listening to it and it is fantastic. And he speaks about the Mandela effect in it. How funny that we've spoken about the Streisand effect and the Mandela effect mm. and how the Mandela effect came about because when. Nelson Mandela went to prison in 1962 for 28 years or whatever, however long it was. And then he was, when when was he president or prime minister? What is it? I think president. Anyway, and then when Nelson Mandela was released from prison and became prime minister slash president, whatever, South Africa. President, I just Googled it president of South Africa nobody believed it because not nobody but there was a huge portion of people that didn't believe it because loads of people thought that he had died in prison okay which sparks the Mandela effects and the reason why the Mandela effect is like understood as like a conscious belief in something that is false because back in the sort of early 90s the internet was just a glimmer in whoever's eye who invented the internet Bill Gates <laughs> I've but anyway um or it was on the horizon but it was just all about fun things um and it wasn't this mass encyclopedia that it is now so people would just it was all just word of mouth someone would be like have you heard that nelson mandela's died and then i'd be like oh no and they'd be like yeah it happened when he was in prison and they'd be like oh right i'll just go and tell my mate and then that's what it was so i've been trying to google some nelson some nelson (laughs) some mandela effects to give you to see if you know them, because obviously now we exist in an age where everything is Googleable. Oh my God, give us them. A... Right. Kit Kat. Is it hyphenated? Or is it not?
0: Oh, um, yes. Uh-uh. That was just a full on guess though. So what's the Mandela effect the there? Sick.
1: Everyone believes that it's hyphenated. Oh, okay. But it's not. This is what it is now. It's come to be. It's like brands, like the Monopoly <gasps> man. Does yeah, he have for... a moustache?
0: Uh, I'm going to say yes, but he probably doesn't, and that's the Mandela effect. Uh, did you know? You know it, it does. <laughs> oh. oh, well, uh, yeah, I would have said all he right,
1: does. I need to think of some better ones.
0: <laughs> yeah, these are all quite uh, low stakes.
1: Um, so, you know, Queen's song, We Are the Champions. Yeah. What's the final line of that song?
0: No time for losing because we are the champions and then people say of the
1: world yeah but they don't say that it's not it just ends up we are the champions oh my god I'm
0: trying trying to think of some
1: that would be really okay what does Darth Vader say to Luke in Star Wars I've never seen it
0: but he says he's supposed to say I am your father
1: but what does he say just before that? Luke. Eh, eh, he says, No, I am your father. <laughs> anyway, that was boring because I was meant to come up with a quiz for you and I, and I didn't in time.
0: That's fine. We can do it for next week. That's Annie, it'd be back in eight minutes for Michael's dinner. And Michael has very, very scheduled dinners. So we need to wrap this shit up. So, Sarah. Yeah. What I was going to say is, why don't we just add, she's <laughs> trying to drink the drink. Why don't we add that book to the list? that you're listening to oh yeah.
1: yeah 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 let's
0: do that because also uh i spoke about my new love affair with this couple i forgot to mention the book that they recommended it's called rainbow milk and it sounds fantastic so we're gonna slot that in somewhere and just okay. to keep you updated right try not to cry when i tell you this it's gonna be okay everyone sarah and i are going to wrap up season one mm-hmm. i know i know it's gonna be hard i think we're gonna have three or four weeks off Two reasons, really. Number one, we don't have any books in hand anymore. We'll literally record it week to week, which is good for the news and stuff, but it's stressful. And I just cannot keep up with reading a book a week. I'm sorry. I'm also going to the States. I hate it when people call it the States. I'm going to America, hopefully (laughs) COVID, COVID permitting. I'm not going to say too much about it in case it doesn't happen. So we'll need to have a break then anyway. So I'm sitting all that to say, next week's book is the last book of season one. And then Mm -hmm. we're going to do a roundup of season one from just <laughs> so get some more attention when we just talk about ourselves uh, and then we're going to have a, a break we'll know but by the time we we'll do the wrap-up exactly how long the break's going to be so you can put it in your diaries you can hibernate you can you know mentally prepare for us not to be in your ears for a few weeks so yeah sarah yeah what's next week's book and drink
1: Next week, Paul, we are reading Richard Osman's second instalment of the Thursday Murder Club called The Man Who Died Twice. And I don't know anything about it. I started it the day before yesterday. Same group of Jerry's solving crimes. From what I've read so far, it's a lot better.
0: Yeah, I really uh, like it so far. I mean, I, I like do. the other one, but I'm, I'm into it. This I'm one's into really it.
1: good. And we're going to be drinking, last time we drank WKD, which was a drink for young people. And this time we're going to be drinking a Tom Collins. What's that, gin and soda? Yeah, gin, soda, other stuff. Can't nice. remember the line. Nice. lemons, just nice, simple one. Um, I was thinking about doing like a sequential drink, but I couldn't really think of one. Like, What does that mean? Like a drink that was original and then had an add-on. Oh, okay. Drink, like a drink point 0.2 I couldn't think of one. Maybe. Do you Tom mean a drink Collins two point oh? What did I say? A two point one.
0: A drink point two.
1: <laughs> I've had enough. I've had a enough drink point of this two. week. Yeah, two point oh, <laughs> but I've I've not thought of that. So we're having a Tom Collins.
0: Fine, I quite like a yeah. Tommy. say. that would be nice to drink something we actually like because this is vile. Yeah.
1: Not with 1 million ingredients.
0: Do you love how, like, nobody is asking us to continue drinking? Like, nobody cares what we're drinking, but...
1: No, I thought it was going to be all about the drinks. I thought that was going to be the
0: USP, yeah. But, I mean, I think it's funny. Like, I brought all the ingredients over to Anthony's. A can of Coke, cream, cold coffee, (laughs) rum, and Kahlua. He's like, what are you drinking? I was like, it'll take me too long to explain. You have to listen to the Yeah,
1: Don't ask. Yes, so uh, that's that. I shall see you next week. Enjoy dinner. Enjoy Thank Michael's you. parents. Uh, Thank your you. parents in low.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, yeah, have a wonderful afternoon.
0: Pray for me tomorrow because I'm drinking on a Sunday.
1: Oh, and it'll be what day? It's Valentine's Day soon. Is it tomorrow? Tomorrow. Oh, we'll have a love-filled day.
0: Thank you. Michael was like, are you getting us a card? And I was like, oh, well." will have a... And he went, mm, don't bother. That's, <laughs> that's our Valentine's. No.
1: Also, I went, have a love filled day, and you went, thank you. And I went, thanks.
0: (laughs) I always used to do that when I was a waiter. People would go, uh, at the end of the meal, oh, that was lovely. And I'd go, thanks, as if I'd made it. Teach myself to say, you're welcome. No, wait, no, no, that would be really, that would be worse. Oh, that was really nice. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) No, I meant, no, I had to teach myself to say, I'm glad you enjoyed it
1: i do it at work when i give people directions to wherever they go in and before they say thank you i go no worries
0: <laughs> yeah it uh, immediately sounds passive-aggressive when you don't even mean it yeah I'm like just uh, up
1: the stairs and on the right no worries
0: <laughs> <laughs> you love it right i love you i love life love I'm you <laughs> see you next week <laughs> see you next week bye bye <music>